the college football experience week six preview for 2022 on the sports gambling podcast network is presented by win bet bet $50 at win bet and get $200 in free bets. Bet big win bigger with win bet. Download the win bet app. Now or visit winbet.com. That's W Y N N bet.com and start winning today. We're also brought to you by sleeper. You already play fantasy on sleeper, but now you can win cold hard cash with their over under game. Just head over to sleeper.com slash SGP on your phone to join the SGPN group and sleeper will automatically match your first deposit up to a hundred dollars at sleeper.com slash SGP. We're also brought to you by us. Yes. The SGPN app is live in the app store and Google play store. It is your home for all of our free picks and podcasts. So grab that thing today and let it ride. This is Brian Bosworth, AKA the boss. And you're listening to SGPN. Let it ride, brother. Peace out. Boz out. Week six season preview. Uh, I mean, week preview, I should say, for 2022. My name is Colby Swinging Database Dad, aka Pick Don D. That's not a pick, this is a pick. Nobody knows nothing. Somebody knows. Double the price, but no one touches Dundee. <laughs> oh! Not only do we have week six to talk about, we have all six previews out there. Do the Hulk Hogan, right? Uh, we, uh, I mean, yeah, we, we went and rated the transfer portal. We went and rated all 30 off season coaching hires and you better believe we got you covered when it comes to college football, all things year round on the college football experience. It was a wild, wild week. And there's an episode you can go listen to talking about, uh, you know, Nick Saban and Jimbo Fisher, but I'm going to get these guys take because it's fantastic. But first let me introduce the the crew here. Give it up for my partner in crime, the burrito eating sideline kiss, stealing a wheel and a dealing Patty C in the place to be. Hi. It's out of here. What was that? What was that? A slider? And give it up for third man in the booth. The DFS God himself, the rooftop IPA drinking, home brew making, tobacco road living, the free lock giving, former, former Hern Basketball League MVP. Give it up for NC Nick in the place to be. There we go. What's going on, guys? Mm, mm. What's going on, college football? This offseason is the craziest offseason I can ever recall. And we got a lot to talk to you guys about. Make sure you subscribe on YouTube to the College Football Experience because you're going to want to watch this as well as we do it live. We're like Bill O'Reilly. Fuck it. We'll do it live. Um, I mean, guys, uh, me and Terrell Furman, shout out to Terrell Furman, host of the NBA Gambling Podcast, the WNBA Gambling Podcast, the fantasy. I mean, he does some stuff with the Fantasy Football Podcast. I say those boys are in Vegas, right? They're in Vegas for for you know NBA, NBA you know playoffs heating up, so they're out there at the win. But Terrell Furman uh, joined me on Thursday as this as a for a quick reaction uh, to Jimbo Fisher and Nick Saban. It's 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 World War Three, <laughs> potentially in college football or potentially in the SEC. As uh, Nick Saban, uh, if you, in case you were living, you know, under a rock, uh, Nick Saban came at uh, A and M at a at a like a booster meeting in Birmingham that was televised. Uh, he came at Texas A and M, dropped them, uh, dropped that name that they're buying all their players. Uh, also came at Deion Sanders in Jackson State. Uh, Jimbo Fisher called a press conference about 12 hours later, and he went in on Nick Saban, saying someone needs to slap him. Saying also, <laughs> if you want to go check his blueprint, I coach with them. And uh, you know, you can dig up any dirt. Anyone that's ever coached with him knows how he gets down. 
also says there's a reason why I never went back to Nick Saban when he was with, uh, he said, after experiencing what it was like with Bobby Bowden, there's a reason why I never went back to coach Saban. There's a right way and a wrong way. <laughs> but yeah, well, if Bobby Bowden did it right. I would hate to see what Nick Saban was doing. Exactly. I mean, think about that. Uh, I mean, uh, I, I mean, it was, it was high entertaining or high entertainment. I should say when it comes to uh, the, what happened on, on Thursday, we can only hope for more with sec media days. Uh, NC Nick, let's hop in first with you and then I'll get Patty C's take. What did you make of uh, the Royal rumble uh, going on in, in the, the sec West there? Yeah. Just when we thought this uh, off season couldn't get any more wilder. Like I can't remember uh, two coaches going at it, you know, through the media, like we saw last week. Uh, and you know, the sec has always had a, you know, uh, don't rat anybody out mentality. They all know everybody was cheating back then. I say back then I'm talking like two years ago <laughs> Yeah, for the, for the uh, past 20 years, if anything, if anything that they, they were, they were cheating and ratting each other out for a long time. And that's why they didn't have the same success as the past 20 years. But, yeah, exactly. Yeah. They came to like a backdoor gentleman club, you know, uh, agreement to say, Hey, you guys do what you got to do to get your players. We're going to do what we got to do. And in the process, we're all going to be, you know, the best division in college football and make a shit ton of money. But uh, yeah, so for this, you know, spat to be you know, through the media, you know, through press conferences or whatever Saban was at a, a booster meeting or something, it, it's absolutely hilarious, uh, you know, and it's going to just add so much more excitement to that game this year and, and all these games moving forward. I just thought it was so hilarious. And, and I, I feel like the court of public opinion is completely with Jimbo Fisher here because for the most part, I other, just, than, other than the old ball coach who apparently well, well that with. makes sense though. <laughs> First off, the old ball coach uh, is a Florida Gator. They played Florida state and got, and Jimbo Fisher had a pretty good record against the Florida Gators for the most part. Um, then uh, Nick Saban earlier this off season had said, Steve Spurrier doesn't get enough credit for what he implemented in the game that has tra- transitioned to today. So Saban had praised him about a, a month or two ago. Uh, so I think maybe, you know, I mean, after Fred Taylor stuff, yeah. uh, Steve Spurrier yeah. has no business talking yeah. about paying plays to anyone. Like we needed confirmation yeah. on that. Anyway, what Patty C is referring to is that Fred Taylor apparently pocketed. I think it was, was it 50 grand or 70 grand? I forget which what it was, was actually from Georgia, Yeah, from Georgia, uh, uh, which makes you wonder if, if Fred Taylor pocketed, obviously Georgia didn't go public. Didn't, you know, try to f- give Taylor shit for that because they didn't want to get in trouble, but what was Florida paying? Right. And then he also on the same interview was talking about how every week he'd go down and get a thousand dollars, like from some dude down in South Florida. So it's like <laughs> <laughs> 1500,000. That's what yeah. he was saying. It's like every single week. I'm sure but, they never made any money. Paying the players is going to ruin the sport. Right. <laughs> right, right, right. I mean, that's what I find so hilarious. I mean, what do you think is at the core of that? You think it's just, is it Nick Saban? I, I mean, I think everyone probably agrees that he feels threatened. I think he feels threatened and he, but I just find it such a, it's the pot call in the kettle black as far as like, Hey, you know, I can't, I, I've been cheating for fucking 20 years and doing a damn good job at it because you've had the re- number one recruiting class for like 15 straight yeah. years. Right. <laughs> Which I actually think, and I mean, I made this argument a long time ago when, when Mike Leach hit us up after I wrote an article saying, I think he's a better football coach. And I still believe that. Yeah. I think there's a difference between recruiting and being a football coach. Well, X's and like, O's yeah. wise, I don't think yeah. there's any argument there. I mean, well, Nick Saban's a good X's and O's coach. Yeah. I'm not saying he's bad. He's done a yeah. great job, but I'm saying if he didn't have those players, yeah, his forte. That, 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 that clearly, I yeah. mean, <laughs> I have, we have known people, we have known people that have admitted to helping launder the money to, you know <laughs> what I mean? Like I, I, we can go on and on and on about this. Well, uh, I will say that part of a college coach, at least a third of it, if not more is recruiting. Now that's the traditional sense of recruiting. That's not bag dropping. Anybody yeah. can drop bags. That doesn't make you a good recruiter. That just makes your program have have deeper pockets than others. I mean, there's yeah. almost a skill to that. There's almost a, a uh, an art form. I mean, I think Nick Saban may have like mastered, but I think he probably did benefit from being in the SEC. You know, it's a, he wasn't doing that in the Big Ten. You know, it's the same guy. I mean, maybe he figured out 
in in that year that he went from Big Ten play to SEC play, how to cheat, or maybe he was just able to get away with it, you know? Yeah, well, I mean, who, who's to say he wasn't doing it for for Michigan State? Well, I think he, I mean, probably was the because he brought in some. Saying <laughs> he wasn't able. Well, to. he still brought in some talent to Michigan State that they hadn't seen in a minute. Yeah. I feel like, but um, uh, I mean, it's not on that grand of a scale. I, I agree, but well, I, I thought it was funny though. I, I was trolling the ACC, uh, this ACC feed. That was saying that uh, Dabo's handed saving the worst loss of his career and and Urban Meyer, uh, not true. Tom Osborne, Tom Osborne, back to back years. Nick Saban when he was at Michigan State beat him by forty plus points. <laughs> All right, and, and by the way, that's my argument. I, I even tweeted this out. I got a lot of retweets on this action where I said if you put Nick Saban at Northwestern, Pat Fitzgerald would have had more wins than Nick Saban. I I a hundred percent believe that too. Yeah. Cause you go back and look at Michigan state. He really only had one good year at Michigan state. Yeah. And even with that, he didn't win the big 10. He's not sniffing any kind of that level of success anywhere that there haven't been tons of sanctions in the past. Like, you know, Alabama, LSU, notoriously dirty programs. And lo and behold, Nick Saban is an awesome coach there, but yeah. at these other places, not and, that great. And what was uh, the, his line uh, with the NFL, with the Miami dolphins, Nick? Oh, I don't have it up right it now. Was it was something. It was like, something to the ex- extent of like, I don't get first round draft. I only get one first round draft pick when when I'm in the NFL. When I'm in college, I can get ten first round draft picks. Yeah. Well, it's like yeah, because you pay the shit out of them. But <laughs> now, now, let's give him a little bit of do here, because look, there's been a lot of talented recruiting classes all over the country, kind of right up there with Alabama. I mean, Alabama might have arguably a little bit more talent than Clemson or Georgia, but pretty much the same. And he's he has he has done well with his talent. True. Give him that. No, he's not a bad coach by any means. I mean, we we can't say he's a bad fucking coach. Of course not. I won't do that. If we're gonna say with his talent, there's only been one or two teams in his entire time that have uh, competed on like a four year composite recruiting ranking, and I think he's like one and one against Georgia, or maybe two and one against Georgia in that situation. So you know, I think Georgia is the only team that's ever competed with him over a four year period during his entire tenure for recruiting rankings. Once he got the ball rolling on that. Yeah. But I we mean, all say recruiting rankings can be a little bit overrated. All I'm saying is that there was other teams that were, were getting top five, top 10 classes every year, Ohio state, one of them too. He's done well with the talent that he got. Sure. But I mean, he's also he, played the least amount of road games. 41, 41 road games in 10 years. Other topic. Listen to last <laughs> you can't, can, it sure helps your recruiting. You can't take away from what Nick Saban has done in, in terms of preparation, organization. You know, no, but, he's a good football coach. Like, yeah, well, yes. you'd have to be a moron to argue otherwise. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like, but I think, uh, you know, just like Jimbo said, what do we, we call we call him God or something? Yeah. I think Jimbo's a hundred percent right. I I've always said like, hey, you know, well, I've known that they they be we I've heard behind closed doors here, yeah. and I've known people that have been a part of. Uh, cheating with, 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 with uh, his, his, you know, program. So, um, but really one, one last thing though, Dion said it best though. Dion said, Saban wasn't really talking to me. He wasn't even really talking to Fisher. He was really talking to the Alabama boosters saying, you guys need to step up. There's yeah. teams out there A&M that are now outspending us. You guys got to bring it true. So, so that by was him, a very wise statement by Dion, I think. And I think it, it, it rings very true, but I thought it wasn't wise by Saban because of he shouldn't have mentioned a and or, or Jackson state. He should have just said there's other programs totally, that are doing it. Totally. It, it was not wise on Saban's part. I completely agree. I wouldn't yeah. be surprised if Saban retires in the next year or two. Yeah. He's up I th- there. I, he seems like Bobby Knight at like Texas tech right now. Right. <laughs> not from <laughs> a win standpoint, not, not from a win standpoint, but like from a disgruntled, like, you know, uh, I feel like Bobby Knight towards the end was, was uh, well, not big well, on a lot of things that were changing the times they are changing. And we saw in college basketball, a, a lot of the old guard there, they don't have the stomach for it. They don't have the energy for it. And uh Saban might be in the same boat. The much younger uh, Dabo. Tide turning. I see. As I remember, I was raised in the desert. But tides kind of. Tur- it's easy to see a tide turn. Uh, did I say those words? Nick Saban's like, did I say those words? What were you <laughs> going to say about Dabo? The much younger Dabo seems like he's in the same boat almost. He has been very, you know, loud about his, uh, you know, displeasure with uh, the the transfer but, portal and whatnot. Once so. again, though, well, or not the transfer portal. If it was paying players, I was like, once again. Clemson basketball coaches on an FBI wiretap. 
which by the way, they've done nothing. Kansas just won the national championship on an FBI wiretap. So if you're, if you're thinking the NCAA is going to step in and, and look into a uh, and M or Alabama, good luck. <laughs> right. But Clemson's basketball coach is on a, a assistant basketball coach. He's fired now, but um, was on a wiretap saying we can do it like the football program. All right. Run it through the church. Which is even that's probably what's uh what he's talking about in terms of despicable. When Jimbo Fisher yeah. says it's despicable, that is some despicable shit if that's what they're doing. And I love well, the like it's well, only Alabama fans. Every other person knows or or Cle- maybe Clemson fans, I don't know, but I'm saying that deny it. Every other person knows. I mean, y- you had what? What was it? Tra- was it Travis Johnson that that said Bama offered two hundred grand to him? Yeah. Uh, uh, in, in the year 2000, now that was pre Saban, yeah. but they weren't winning then. So what do you think they're doing when they're winning? <laughs> right. <laughs> well, what's been more crooked than college athletics? Yeah, right. the church. So it's a perfect <laughs> combination. <laughs> we just lost followers. Hey, let, 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 let me tell you this: If Bobby Bowden was doing it right, and Travis Johnson turned down two hundred thousand dollars from uh, yeah, Bama yeah, to go to Florida State, that's a great point. <laughs> that is a great point. Then, then, uh, then Bobby Bowden must have been the best salesman of well, all. Fucking that, t- well, that's what's hilarious too, and I think that's why Jimbo Fisher has been so so rowdy. At you know calling these press conferences, second time th- this this season, you know sliced bread was the first one, but um, is he's 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 I think because he has been look he did it legally right now, but I, I would not be surprised uh, when he was at Florida State LSU uh, all those things I think he's been cheating of course yeah he's had top ten recruiting classes when it wasn't legal a year ago right. <laughs> so. Uh, here's one thing I want to know, and maybe this is opening up too big of a can of worms, but so what I want to know, and I don't think I've heard it from anybody else. Maybe you guys have, uh, I would imagine all this NIO money. It's gotta be considered taxable income, right? Oh yeah. Yeah. So yeah. what, what part is uncle Sam getting? Cause you know, if it's taxable, he's getting a big chunk of it. And are all these players like really are they on? You are know, they aware of that? <laughs> are, are they on like TurboTax in March trying to do their taxes? Or they got like? Tax I think that's with next the university? year. I think that's next year. Yeah, I, I think it's because that law went into it went into play. Well, actually, when I thought last last July, or they need a dude right? like yeah. uh, Tim Robbins in uh, Shawshank Redemption. Yeah, yeah, they need Andy Dufresne there <laughs> <Yeah>. to be uh, <laughs> doing everyone's taxes. <laughs> Oh man, that's. Do you great. trust your wife? Yeah, I'm asking. Would you think she'll strong arm you? Because you, there's no there's no reason for you to hide that money or whatever the fuck he says in in, in Shawshank Redemption. <laughs> that's great. That's but, good. But but think about players. I mean, if you're getting you know five thousand dollars under the table cash, non taxable. Yeah, you hate this. You know, yeah. You're like, what? Well, now you got to pay me a couple mil. It's like know? the weed. It's like it's basically like the weed shit. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like the the weed growers in Northern California when they're that. Everyone was like, legalize it. They they legalized it and they hate life right now. Yeah. Out of business. <laughs> also, right. because the state put like crazy yes. taxes uh, on ridiculous. Like, taxes, like 22%. Yeah. Uh but all of a sudden these 18 year olds that go to like a very, very high tax bracket if they're getting millions of dollars. You yeah. know, so I would imagine the universities have like programs in place for they could basically do their taxes for them because I'm hoping. Well, uh, who's going to be the first like football player that is that gangster where they get it still under the table? <laughs> it's probably already happening. Yeah, Let's be it's honest. probably already happening. Uh, all right, Let we me got, say this real quick. That? We're going to find out who Nick Saban really is once once uh, these other guys catch up. Assuming it happens, if the USC's of the world really, you know, start churning out number one classes or top three classes year in year out, yes, we're going to see if they catch money. up to it's them. It's going to happen. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I think A and M will probably beat them the next year. Yeah. Alabama, here's an uh, Alabama cannot compete. Like, okay, they have diehard fans. Shout out to them. I think they make college football fantastic. Yeah. Alabama and Auburn fans. Yeah. But it ain't the same amount of money as what's going through in other cities. Yeah. They don't so, have that oil money. Yes. <laughs> Big oil. <laughs> so they should be scared for for a lot of reasons. Um I want to touch base on this. There's reports today coming out that Greg Sankey with the addition of Oklahoma and Texas that could come in 2025 would, you know, he's apparently furious that college football, that the ACC PAC 12 and big 10 did not expand the, the playoffs. They voted against that. Ah. So 
there's reports that he would then form his own playoffs and have their own SEC playoffs, which I think is fucking hilarious. I mean, it would be great, but like, are they not going to play against in the national championship? Well, I just think it's fucking hilarious because <laughs> because that uh, I thought if you if you argue with most SEC fans about that, you know, I feel like most SEC fans are are, are not for expansion. The, yeah. Well, especially unless you're like a Mississippi State fan or something. You right. know what I mean? I feel like there's a, a they're in the minority. Yeah. Um the teams that are right on the fringe are but pretty much everyone else yes. above and below that fringe yes. are yes. want to keep it small. They all they're the first to say but the regular season is a playoff even though we know that's a crock of shit. Yeah. Well, I've already explained that. Go listen to our other episodes. Uh I think it's absolutely fucking hilarious though. And that, that Greg Sankey wants to do his own sec playoffs potentially. Right. I mean, yes, I'm on board more games. The more I've always said this, and this is what I'll come at forever as, as you know, if you're a college football fan of any magnitude, shouldn't you want to see more college football games? You know what I mean? Like it makes sense. <laughs> I, 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 sometimes more is less, I suppose. I mean, you could make an argument for that, but uh, I don't really? know. Really, I've never. I just, I, I don't think there's any weight to Sankey saying that. I, I just think he's maybe trying to force the hand of the the other conferences to make a larger playoff. And my question is, obviously, I mean, he wants to get a larger playoff to get more SEC teams in there. But my question would be, what kind of format are we looking at? Because I don't want like five SEC teams in there. Well, it has well, to be equitable across all college football. Well, well I don't mind if you have a couple at larges and then whoever the best at large is great. So there may be two sec teams. Well, that's maybe why, three, but still they need to keep that in check. That's why I think the ACC pac 12 and big or uh, big 10 in a way, as much as I want to see playoff expansion, I would say, no, fuck you. You know what I why? mean? Like why? Because they're adding Texas and Oklahoma. They are the root of the evil here of the, all this change in college football, right? Yeah. And the, 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 what's great about this is call him on his bluff, call him on his bluff. Because here's the thing, all of a sudden, Texas and Oklahoma have a much harder path to get to the playoffs. They're still going to send two every year. doesn't matter. Send, it does. That matters humongously. Cause that puts uh those other three conferences at a massive disadvantage in terms right, of like not not one, with of, one of them one of them is not going to be in the playoffs. So I, I don't understand the the end game for not expanding the playoffs. I, for I, them. I, now, I, but I disagree actually that there will be two. Also, I think with USC and Miami stepping up to the table and Texas A and I mean I know Texas A and in the it. SEC. <laughs> what do you mean? Believe it when you see it. Lincoln Riley's gone. I've been waiting, he left Oklahoma. I've been waiting to go to on USC Miami for twenty years, and you give me a hard time for believing in Miami every single well, year. Well, I'll tell you this: the money they're putting up is is something we haven't seen in a while because it's legal. Right. <laughs> well, like there's they're strength in numbers, and this joint uh, partnership between the ACC, Pac-12, and Big Ten, yeah, that is that that gives them strength. So we'll, they should just say and use that string and say, yes, we want a larger playoff too, but it's not going to be some kind of one-sided thing where the sec could get like five teams in, you know, it has to be a fair way to come to your, whatever the group of teams is. It's probably not going to be to my liking. Cause my liking, and I mentioned this before would be 12 teams, That's ridiculous. 10 conference winners, two at larges, but Basically, each of those big conferences, they want at least two in every year. So why it's going to be well, more at I mean, larges. I, 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 why are you twelve when when D two, FCS, D three do way larger than that? Right now, it's at four. Okay, so let's yeah, see how and twelve does. Well, it's not even at four. It's a, it's not even a playoff. It's a fucking sham right now. It is <laughs> is a sham. Um. Anyway, okay. I um, want I want at least eight. Eight sucks. Well, eight I could care suck. less about eight. Eight is an invitational still. I don't like buys, is the thing. I don't want teams having buys. So eight's I want still eight or six. You're not jumping from, from four to thirty-two. Okay. <laughs> so just leave that idea behind. It's not gonna happen. No. Why? Why? Well, because you, because if every other no, not because I want it, because every other model in NCAA sports does it. It's, it's just not, not, it's not jumping from four to thirty-two. <laughs> Why? It's more not. money. It doesn't make any sense. Why did it jump well, from four to twelve? Look, the NCAA tournament basketball was 64. Then they added four more, turned to 68. Take baby steps here. No, but they also went from 32 to 64. Yeah, exactly. It didn't go from you uh, know adding it, it, a du- it doubled. It didn't quad. What, what would that be? Eight times bigger in one part. <laughs> right, dude. Eight is disgusting to me. Eight is in another invitational, and you'll and you have me do the same better. shit. It's a it's little better. It's a little better. It's a little. It's a little bit better. Right. Just because anyway. there's more football games. Anyway, okay. Guys, believe it or not, Jordan Addison officially went to USC. 
I love this game. He couldn't just go and sign with them because the tampering thing. So USC basically saying, Hey dude, like if you can like take some, uh, some Skype interviews, you know, with uh, Texas and, and uh, some other schools, you know, make it look like we aren't just blatantly tampering. Oh, but turns out he's still going to USC, Patty C. Uh, uh, which then, you know, this this is crazy because I mean USC. You want to talk about the tra- taking it seriously, Patty C. Have you seen what they have done in the transfer portal? They basically have a transfer team. I was I was pulling this up. So Caleb Williams at quarterback, right? Yeah. They grabbed Travis Dye from Oregon, who just destroyed Ohio State in Columbus last year. Austin Jones from Stanford. Yeah. That's another thing is how much they they rated their own conference, right? So those are two starters. Yeah. <laughs> that are now at USC at running back. Travis Dye was good for 1200 yards last year. Oh, he's yeah. a beast. Austin Jones. Hey, Austin Jones is good at Stanford too. Then the, they go out and get Jordan Addison, who is the Blitnikoff winner from Pitt. And I know Pitt fans are furious, but they also get five-star Mario Williams from Oklahoma. They also get Perhaps one of the top three wide receivers in the Pac-12, and Brendan Rice, son of Jerry Rice at Colorado. They also got Ty- Terrell Bynum from Washington at wide receiver, right? So they go and add those four wideouts that are all pretty fucking good. Uh, now the only the only way you couldn't form a team is they only got they got Bobby Haskins, an offensive lineman from Virginia, who was pretty good. But the offensive line is the only way you couldn't form this team because I, I could only form or I could only find one offensive lineman. That, that transferred in the rest, you got four defensive linemen that have transferred in from Kansas state TCU. And most recently Solomon bird from Wyoming. Um, you got linebackers coming in from Alabama, Auburn, Arizona state, some really good linebackers. You got Colorado's best defensive back Makai Blackman transferring in. You got one of Oklahoma's guys, Latrell McClutchin transferring in uh, Bryson Shaw, a safety from Ohio state. And then most recently Jacoby Covington from Washington. So they legitimately in. have yeah, an entire, they team. have a whole team minus minus four offensive linemen. Wow. <laughs> like you can actually field tw- almost 22 players. You can field right. what 17 of the 22. You get your uh, defense lineman going two ways and there you go. So for taking it seriously, I mean, guys, I know NC Nick's already said USC's must watch uh, football every weekend, but what do you make of, uh, of a, he's officially a Trojan Nick. Yeah, no, I mean it, they are must-watch football. It, it, every week is going to be interesting, and I'm, yeah, I really want to see how this team comes together because look, they've yes, they've accumulated a lot of talent. You know, congrats, good job. But a football is the ultimate team sport. You could have a bunch of individuals; they all need to come together and play as one. So that's what is going to be so interesting, and that's why uh, what's his name, uh, the uh, Riley has such a difficult job. I'd say. I mean, it's a good problem to have. Like a, a lot of talent is a good problem to have. They'll win more than four games. Of course. (laughs) That's what they won last year. Uh, But don't expect them to just like run through their schedule 12 and 0, playoff berth. Don't expect that, man. They have uh, potential landmines, you know, littered through the schedule. So it's going to be very interesting to see if they go back to back away games. True. But it'll be interesting to see how quickly he can get everybody on the same page. And, And still, they could get upset by somebody that we're not expecting, like, Utah or something. I don't they know. They could take an upset or two if they don't gel, but like 10 and two seems close to the floor for this team. You know, if, if yeah. I mean, if Caleb Williams is like, I think I most mean, people uh, like, uh, I know uh, uh, a lot of experts that were thinking it would take Riley two years. They've backtracked on that. They're yeah. like, Oh, they might, they might be in the playoffs this year. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You but, know, we, we saw the Eagles try to do this a few years back with Mike Vick and they called it the dream team and everything. And they fell flat on their face. Granted, talent is 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 dispersed more equally in the NFL, obviously. But here you have a bunch of like 19, 20 year olds that are now millionaires coming together. It could yeah. be a lot of ego in that locker room. <laughs> that's true. You know, it could be a whole lot of ego. So that's why it's must watch football. I really want to see how how they play right off the bat and how they progress through the season. I can't wait. I agree. I completely agree. I think uh yeah. I mean uh the first half of their schedule, let me rattle this real quick. Home, home against Rice at Stanford, home against Fresno at Oregon State, home against Arizona State, home against Washington State. If they can get through that stretch and gel through the first half of the season, and none of those are super difficult games, yeah, then you know well, second half of the season, and they can even take an L somewhere in the season, go eleven and one, win in the conference championship game. Some some of the things that I think are, are interesting though about that is is they rated 
their own conference. Like smart. Yeah. Not, not that's only what are I'm you saying. adding to your team, you're taking away from your competition. Like mm-hmm. you look, Travis dies gone from Oregon. Austin Jones from Stanford, Colorado's best defensive back, Colorado's best offensive player. Um, Arizona States, one of their best defensive players. I mean, they really uh, attacked their own conference and uh, have had, if uh, you know, we'll see, we'll see what happens. But uh, other transfer news before we hop into the week six draft, uh, Quincy Patterson, former Virginia tech Hokie and North Dakota state bison won a, won a chip for the bison. Uh, he transfers to temple temple. Mm. Who, who, who has a new coach and uh, we'll see how the owls do with Quincy Patterson potentially at the helm. Also Alabama safety, Kane Williams transferred to Nebraska, Ohio state defensive end, Noah Potter transferred to Cincinnati, Patty C Texas wide receiver, Marcus Washington transfers to Nebraska, Iowa state safety, Craig McDonald transferred to Auburn and Arizona state. This is the big ones here. Uh, Ricky Pearsall transfers to Florida. He was their uh, Arizona state's leading receiver a year ago. And also LV Bunkley Shelton, another receiver for the sun devils transferred to Oklahoma. Seems to be crazy in, uh, in, in you know, it's a fire sale in, in Tempe. Um, I also want to key in on one more thing before or two more things. First, I want to talk a little Yukon football. It's the last segue that really? uh, went like that. <laughs> I just want to touch on this. They uh, landed this week. They landed uh Dijon Harrison uh, from Texas, a transfer and also a corner Chris Sheeran from Missouri which now has Yukon. They've added Harrison, the receiver from Texas, a corner from Missouri, a former four-star quarterback from Penn state Taquan Roberson linebacker, Marquez Brembley from Kentucky, uh, Jack Stewart and offensive uh, tackle from Michigan and linebacker, Brandon Boyer uh, Randall from Michigan state. Uh, is Yukon going to be much better than what we are used to seeing Yukon? <laughs> <laughs> I Isn't mean, Connecticut known for like big insurance companies? Uh, <laughs> I think so. I think there's a bunch it? of big insurance companies what, Hartford, up there. The Hartford, that's uh, that's Connecticut, right? Yeah, Hartford, yeah, Connecticut. Fi- yeah. Financial companies or insurance companies. Apparently, they got some deep pockets up there too. They probably do. You're right. I mean, it just makes me wonder. In Jim Mora Junior. Year One. I mean, that is that. I know they had a player drafted, a defensive tackle uh, this past year, but I mean. That's pretty fucking impressive, uh, dude. Uh, Connecticut is a, a very well populated place, and it's really close to New York City. I'm pretty sure that's why UConn basketball has been so dominant. Is just taken from New York, and there's got to be there's some, some money up there. Well, yeah, and there's got to be some talented football players in in New York City somewhere. You would think. Well, we had lines drop for week zero and week one, and uh, UConn's getting 27 points against Utah State, and it makes you wonder with all that talent <laughs> they're bringing in. Give me the Huskies plus twenty seven against uh, Utah. Utah State. Oh, Utah State. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I feel like you talked me into the Huskies last year against <laughs> Fresno State in hey, week zero. First quarter, things were going great. <laughs> <laughs> then it all fell apart. Yes. Yeah, let, let me get to some of these lines before we hop into week six. All right, week zero, Nebraska in Dublin against Northwestern, eleven point favorites. Way too much. Give me the yeah. points yes, all day. All day. Yeah. Way too many points. Yeah. Uh, Charlotte FAU FAU is a six point favorite. How about this one? Nevada who lost a sh- the most production and in the nation coach. in the nation. Yeah. And their coach uh, laying 16 points in Las Cruces against New Mexico state with Jerry kill. Who's been a kind of a mm. kind of like Mora jr. He's won the transfer portal. <laughs> oh, I like the points. I like, I like the, the points. points. I like Yukon in the points. Uh, I get mixed up between New Mexico and New Mexico State, but I think they both are trash, right? Yeah, recently. Yeah. Okay, New so. Mexico's been better of late. Yeah. It's well, tough to say. I don't know. I mean, keep going. Uh, Wyoming getting 11 in Champaign. Give me Wyoming. I'm on Wyoming. <laughs> That's going to be a They're mirror struggle. images. Both teams. Yeah. Satowski or. Uh, or DeVito, or is it DeVito or who was the who was the Syracuse who was quarterback the transfer going there? into DeVito, DeVito, yeah. DeVito, I think. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, but who's the transfer going to Wyoming? They they got a They got uh, Andrew Presley from Utah yeah, State. Utah State, right? Yeah. yeah. Vandy's a 7-point favorite at Hawaii. Vandy did lose by 21 to East Tennessee State. Can Timmy Chang come in game 1 and take down the SEC? At Hawaii? Yeah, in, in the Ching Complex Center. Uh, give me give me Hawaii in that one. I feel like <laughs> On a money line. Right, I don't know, man. I might go. I might go Vandy there because <laughs> talk about 
uh, you know, a mass exodus. Uh, Hawaii lost a ton of people. Yeah. Look, it's a hard ticket to Hawaii. Don't. It is a hard that. ticket to Hawaii. Wait, let me see if I can cue that quick. I haven't thing heard up on that in a while. That I, uh, where's that at uh, on the fly here? Let's see. Fuck me. You 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 just quickly throw that on me. Throw that in your. Uh, by the way, what what uh, the 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 scene from that? Please go watch that movie, people. Hard ticket to Hawaii is one of the most underrated films. Oh, you'll ever such watch. a great film. Uh, paradise look, all the time. Yes, it won't be for those for those Commodores. Apparently, says Patty C. Uh, we also have Week One lines uh, backyard brawl West Virginia and Pitt. Pitt a five point favorite. They just lost Addison. Give me, give me. It's at Pitt. <laughs> give me the Mountaineers. It, it's at I don't Pitt. know. Pitt was rolling pretty well last year. Dude, West, West Virginia's Virginia. problem is they haven't had a quarterback. J T. Daniels comes in. Daniels yeah, against yeah, Slovis yeah. and then the Trojan quarterback bowl. I'm taking Pitt in that one. Penn State minus four at Purdue. This give was me, interesting. Give me the Boilermakers. Penn State minus four. Oh, at Purdue? Yeah. Maybe. Maybe. I think I agree. By the way, Jerry killed New Mexico State getting 38 points in Minneapolis. Wow. <laughs> Remember, he talks shit about Frank. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's old that. stopping ground. Yeah. Man, disrespectful. Virginia Tech minus eight at Old Dominion. Brent Prize first game. Give me Ricky Ronnie's crew. I don't know. That's Money that, line? I wouldn't tell you in no way. Duke minus eight and a half at home against Temple. Lay the points. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you this: TCU's laying eight in Boulder. Give me the Buffs plus eight. Sprinkle that money line against Sunny yeah. Dykes. Yeah. Utah, Florida is at a pick. The start that's, things that's off. That's interesting. Yeah. Utah comes across the country in the swamp, and it's a pick 'em. Crazy. Crazy. Louisville's laying three in the Carrier Dome against Syracuse. Ohio State's laying 14 against Notre Dame right now. Seems like a lot. That's a Seems lot. Seems like a lot. Yeah. You give me give me the Irish. UNC is a two and a half point favorite in Boone at App State. JMU's Go a seven. Mountaineers. Yeah, JMU's a seven point favorite. Look, we come into the FBS and everyone already <laughs> fucking knows. Touchdown <laughs> favorite already. Yeah. yeah. I'm right. Michigan, 27 point favorite against Jay Norvell in Colorado yeah, State. Yeah. I'll take the points. I'll take the points too. East Carolina catching eight in Greenville against NC State. Money line that one, <laughs> motherfuckers. <laughs> um, Boise State's catching five in Corvallis. What were some of the other big ones? Clemson's an 18 point favorite over Georgia Tech. I'll lay the 18. Prop bets on a goalpost being torn down in that ECU game. Oh, oh, seriously. <laughs> seriously. LSU's laying two. Against Florida State and New Orleans, lock that up right now. LSU, Go bet right? the shit yeah. out of LSU. Yeah. Yes. I mean, put serious money in that. Cincinnati's catching seven at Arkansas. I'm taking the Bearcats on that one. How about Memphis catching 15 in Starkville? Memphis won straight up last year. Yeah. Yeah, it seems like a lot. Oregon catching 17 in Atlanta against Georgia. Whoa. 17. 17. That's too much, right? That's way That's too much, much right? Uh, you know how much they lost? Give me the Ducks. Plus, the letdown city. They blew their wide. That's been, what, 40 some years since they won a championship? Houston is laying four in the Alamo Dome against UTSA. Ooh, that's a ball game. That is a fine one. Yeah. All right. I got re- to get us paid and then we can, we can have our draft and have all that fun in the sun. Want to tell you that the college football experience is brought to you by WinBet on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. Yes, bet fifty dollars at WinBet and get two hundred dollars in free bets. Bet big, win bigger with WinBet. Download the WinBet app now or visit WinBet.com. That's W Y N N Bet.com and start winning today. We're also brought to you by Sleeper. Sleeper is the fastest growing fantasy platform today with millions of players. And you probably already have a fantasy league on there. I know I do. It's a game changing product. Unlike anything else in the industry. And now you can make money on sleeper by playing their new over under game. It's really that simple. First in any sport, choose two or more players that you like and pick the over slash under on, uh, on, on, on what I mean, it could be a different it could be a different stat. It could be Draymond Green uh, rebounds, or it could be, uh, 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 you know, hits in a baseball game. You can find the props and you can parlay them. It's absolutely fantastic. If you pick correctly, you can win up to two times your money, up to twenty times your money. So from two to twenty times your money, you put in. The main reason I'm excited about uh, over under on Sleeper is it's the only app where I can join my buddies' contests and play together. So that how how cool is that? You're going to the game. 
You say, you know what, man? Fucking uh, guarantee you, Spencer Rattler's going to throw for more yards than uh, Will Levis. You know, and you can say, well, I'll bet you. Maybe a Kentucky fan says, I'll take that action. You join this thing, it's fantastic. You can bet on the props like that. Uh, so on your mobile phone, hop on over, join our listener group on, on sleeper at sleeper.com slash SGP and sleeper will automatically match your first deposit up to a hundred dollars. So check that out. hundred deposit, hundred percent deposit match sleeper.com slash S G P. All right. If you haven't listened to our other episodes, go listen. Cause we have a 30 round draft on all the top 30 games for each college football week. And we state why we have those uh, rated where they are. So we got uh, this week's week six, which I mean, talk about perfect for topic. Wonder what the number one game. Is. Yeah, I'm sorry, I hit that button before you no started problem. talking. I wonder, I wonder what the number one game is going to be. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'll be that guy, just right from the start. It's got who is ECU playing? No, I'm joking. Uh, it's uh, look as much as I love. As much as I love the uh, the classic Red River shootout, I, I'm sorry, this got bumped. It got bumped. A and M at Alabama. I know NC Nick was talking about going to this thing. Texas A and M at Alabama, Week Six. Jimbo Fisher beat him a season ago. Nick Saban might punch him in the face, and I would love to see that. Uh I mean, do I need to explain why this game is fantastic or do I just need to pull up like 30 Jimbo clips calling him uh <laughs> calling him uh someone needs to slap him, you know, like Oh yeah. I mean, bring up last year. That yeah. that's a bigger reason than anything. Yeah, I mean, come on. And and the recruiting rankings going forward, I guess, or you know, whatever the fuck you want to say, this game is fantastic. I know NC Nick, you said you were trying to go to this. I might join you if we can somehow you know, find a chest of money. Cause I yeah, imagine you know, we saw, t- <laughs> we saw tickets, like the cheapest tickets were like 450 bucks or something. We're like, I don't know. Maybe not. I mean, it, I mean, it's going to be a pretty historic game just cause at least we think so. I mean, we've never seen anything like that. Uh, the two I, coaches going I'm going to lay it. the points with Bama. <laughs> so I can tell you that right. right now. I mean, look, Bryce young and Willie Anderson. <laughs> Bama won eight in a row before last year's 41, 38 AM win. And uh, of, of those eight games, only two of them were one score games. And both of those were in cod station. The <laughs> average margin of victory in Tuscaloosa by Bama of, over the last four games is, is 32 points. The average margin <laughs> of victory. Mm, mm, I think that included mm. like a 59 to nothing game. Yeah. Obviously. I mean, A&M is at a different place now. They've brought in more talent. Uh, but it, it's also the second of back-to-back road trips for a and Cause they're at Mississippi state the week before mm, and Mike Leach beat him a season ago. Yeah. I and, like and it. also speaking of a season ago that the A&M Bama game last year's game, Bama won the yardage total five twenty two to three seventy nine. Hey, but you always give me shit when I bring that I, up. Uh, you know uh, what I mean? I'm just, I'm just like, trying to prove a point here. So they, <laughs> they passed for 85 more yards, yeah. ran for 60 mo- more yards. Well, I think a had a time k- of possession by seven minutes. I think a and M had like a kick return in that game. That, yes. Yeah. The difference is yeah. uh, they had one more turnover than, than a and M and a and M had a 96 yard kickoff return. That yeah. was the difference, but er, kind of everything had to break right for a and M to win is my point. 24 to 10 at halftime in that in AM's favor. Alabama clawed back, but uh AM wins it at the gun with the field goal. Look, though, I think AM's a better team and they're getting better. Yeah. No, they still have problems at quarterback. But better than Alabama? Better than no, not better oh, than Oh, better than last better year. Better than they've oh, been. Okay. Yeah, I know? agree. Okay. We they might be similar to what <laughs> I, they were. I thought he was saying better than Alabama. I'm like, what? What? You I know? mean, I want to see what they do without uh, Isaiah Spiller because he's a damn good back. I want to see what they do with Max Johnson. Yeah. Well, I think he's probably a upgrade on Calzada. <laughs> Is he? I guess. Maybe. Predictions <laughs> on a line. Bama might actually it's probably gonna be lower than what we think. Minus but ten. I was gonna say 12. I was gonna say Bama minus ten. Bama thirty eight. No no no. Well what Vegas will set the line at? Oh, probably I think I'm gonna lay the points with Bama. Twelve, thirteen, twelve and a half. Yeah. 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 All right, Patty C, you are on the clock. <laughs> It has already been mentioned, and obviously, you don't really have to think about this most years. It's number one in any given year, but obviously, AM uh, 
Bama is something special this year. I, I kind of love that because they took the, the power. They, they kind of took it away from the two teams joining the SEC. Yeah, <laughs> it, it is great. You're like, hey, wait, you're second fiddle, yeah. fellas. Uh, and Texas A&M taking the spotlight away from Texas is always fun. Um, but this is always a great game, and no matter what. It, it, even if it's a complete blowout at halftime, like it was last year, yeah. it still manages to be one of the yeah. most exciting games. I of love the year. this game, yeah. and and I love that they still play it outdoors at least. And both um, of these teams, I mean, as much as we love to shit on them, bring BDE into the game. I mean, it's so hyped for both of them, and it's always like you know, it's heartbreaking if you lose this one. Red River Shootout, Patty C takes Texas, Oklahoma. That's a, that's just a no. Is this the best neutral site game in college football? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I think think you have to say yes. Uh, I mean, I'm trying to think of the other neutral site games. Uh, Florida, Georgia. Yeah. No, fuck that. When the nineties, when they played that on campus was much better. Well, much it, better it is campus. a neutral site game now and it yeah. is a good one. I'd still much rather see that one on campus. Like, this is too. one where I'm content with I'm content with this being the a neutral Texas site State forever. Fair is a great location. Yeah. Well, for there's us. not very many other annual games other than what the Arkansas and oh, you know, and, uh, Arkansas A&M is I'm in sorry, Jerry's sorry, Arkansas world. Arkansas A&M. Yeah. yeah. That game sucks cuz it's at that filthy dome. They yeah. should play that at the Cotton Bowl. Right. If they're going to do it, I think it should just stay on campus personally. Um, yeah. Yeah, is has, there any others? Uh, I don't think there's any others, I don't right? Think yeah, off the top of my head, I can't think of it. Probably some that we're forgetting. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, NC Nick. Oh, Army Navy. Is that uh, yeah Philadelphia? Yeah. That's, That's a good yeah. one. Obviously. So was that? It was at uh, the Meadowlands last, yeah, last year. They, they yeah, they switch it around sometimes, but yeah. usually in Philly. All right, NC Nick. Well, that, those two were the obvious picks, and yeah, there's a real drop off here, obviously. So uh, I'm going to keep it. SEC centric, or at least future SEC centric, because uh, Texas and Oklahoma are joining the conference next year or whenever. So uh, I'm going to go with the game, and, and you know, maybe it's just my personal taste here, and maybe there's better games that you guys could argue with me. But I'm going to go Tennessee at LSU, just because really? I find both teams very intriguing this year. I, I think you know I like what Heupel did with the Vols in year one. I think they're on the an upward trajectory, and I can't wait to see LSU under Brian Kelly because it's been so awkward so far. You <laughs> do know? you think? Do you? I know Tennessee's spending crazy right now with the NIL. They're kind of emerging like A and M is. Um, but is there a chance? I know we talked Mel Tucker year. You know, uh, potentially last year was magic. Do you think Tennessee might be a little bit of that? Let's say that again. Do you, like I know we were forecasting a couple of weeks ago that that Michigan State w- might have been you know not nearly as good as their record indicated, and this year they they come down a lot. Yeah. Do we think because you know Florida had an awful year last oh, year? Do we think they were Florida had an awful year last year? Do we think Tennessee might you know hypo great year one obviously? Yeah. You think it was a flash in the pan, or you think that's I don't real? No, I mean I think I think Hen and Hooker's real. I yeah. think they got better over the course of the year. So I kind of believe in that. I would expect them to be like a seven, seven and a half, eight win team again this year, depending on the schedule. But if I, had I think, guess, the, I think potentially they could bump up. Yeah. That that's the, the interesting thing for I, me, but I think the argument and look, and I, I I'm not saying that they they wouldn't because I think Tennessee is a very interesting team because of that. But I also think they caught, they caught South Carolina in a year with their first coach uh, Vandy year one with Clark Lee. Florida was trash. Well, th- well, they were in year one too, though, with their head coach. So, no, I understand that, but I'm saying like what South Carolina's done. Like now, when you talk South Carolina, Tennessee, I don't know who the fuck's winning that game since South Carolina brought in a million good transfers. And the games in Columbia this year, yeah. Um, it, and the, I mean, will they be able to beat Kentucky consistently? Kentucky, you know, kind of had had had, had success with Stoops against Tennessee. So, yeah, I guess that those are the questions they get them in Knoxville too. Yeah, you know. Um, but I guess yeah, I don't know. It's uh, I think they're one of the more interesting teams in college football. This they're year. only real. And, and I totally agree. That's why you probably want to watch the game. And and LSU is the same way. Still thought you had it a little too high. Still had it further back. <laughs> Tennessee coming off spots, a bye. Spots, yeah. Tennessee coming off a bye. LSU coming off a road trip to Auburn. So Tennessee in a little bit better of a position here. That does make it a little bit interesting. Yeah, it's good. Brian Kelly too against Hypo. I, I it's two teams up. that don't play all that often. I think 2017 is the last time they played uh, LSU won 30 to 10, but a lot has changed in five years. So 
Yeah. I, I, like I said, some people might have better games. There's probably better games out there, but for me, this is one of the more interesting games. And by the way, Jeremy Pruitt, Nick Saban assistant was fired at Tennessee just a year ago for giving out money to a bunch of players through McDonald's bags. Uh, <laughs> in case you're wondering if, 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 if it Nick happens Saban, anywhere yeah, else, in yeah, the yeah, I'm sure he just that. thought of that idea himself, right? <laughs> He didn't pick that up. From he didn't get it. that from, from, from being a part of the sec landscape prior to that. <laughs> That's just something he said, you know what? I'm going to go to McDonald's. I'm going rogue here. <laughs> <laughs> now, did he really get fired for that or fired because his team was losing? Well, that's why he got. Well, I fired. think it was both. If he, would, but he if, brought in some good classes. If they were winning, that would have never gotten reported. Do you find it ironic that they started exactly. recruiting better? Yeah. Do you find that ironic? <laughs> uh, it's okay. all so obvious. Yeah, yeah. it's ridiculous. Yeah. Absolutely fucking ridiculous. And, uh, the Alabama fans have the gall to just like question because, <laughs> well, has it been discovered? Have you, have you found out yet that it's, it's like not happening? No one gives a shit. Well, the NCAA. I mean, Kansas just won the national championship in basketball. They're on a fucking wiretap. Like right. couldn't get more obvious, and the NCAA is just like no, well, no, LSU. no, yeah, North Carolina in basketball. <laughs> I mean, you can go on and on and on to, to sit there and say, did the NCAA catch you? The NCAA has no power now. They don't even fucking they they, they don't even look into stuff. They don't even care. They don't even With fucking all care. All these like, teams cheating, right? Yeah. All these teams paying hundreds <laughs> of thousands of dollars of players. They came at Oklahoma State. That's it. Right. <laughs> but, but but Alabama yeah. playing it clean, you know, and, and just getting these players. Yeah. Ridiculous. Absolutely. I got, ridiculous. I got some uh, what do you say? Uh catch a popsicle to sell to you a uh, lady in the white gloves. <laughs> <laughs> Love the line. Tommy Boy reference there. All right. <laughs> Pick two for Dundee, and I am going to take you, even though I think they're going to be, I think they're going to be fool's gold this year. I'm going to take you to, to, to East Lansing, Michigan, <laughs> Ohio State <laughs> at Michigan State, and the main reason why is like with Ohio State, they don't play in Ann Arbor, so you got to find road games there where they can get bit. And I don't, I mean, obviously they they have a very f- favorable schedule. Um, so to me, this is actually kind of a huge game on their schedule. Of course, you know, like I, I don't know. I mean, I, I think Michigan State. We don't know win totals yet, but I, I'm I'm pretty sure I'm going to lock up the under on Michigan State. However, you have been sleeping on Mel Tucker pretty hard, though. Well, what what did he do prior to that? Uh, well, what did he do last year? Okay, but still, they. Well, if you want to talk about getting outgained, he has like five of those wins where they were outgained by a su- substantial amount. Hey, some dudes just know how to win. Sure. We'll see about that, buddy. Uh, I said that every week last year and they kept winning. So, so, so Colby, you had this game uh, ranked not, higher than Tennessee LSU. I did Be, mainly, you realize last year it was 49, nothing at halftime, but that's in that, but that's in, <laughs> and that's my point to Patty C, but that, that was also in Columbus, Ohio right, state but last year. We knew Michigan state had one of the worst pass defenses in all college football. We knew it was an awful matchup. I laid a ton of points. I think it was Ohio state minus like 17. I was like, yes, lay the points. I'm not mistaken. You you were on the points. Is that right? I don't remember, but yeah, but it was 40. What, what did I say? 49, nothing. They ended up winning. Yeah. They ended up winning 56 to seven because they totally took the foot off the gas. But yeah. how are you feeling on that Loxley comment, Patty C? What, 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 what <laughs> I, they were down 49, nothing at halftime to Ohio state. What did I say about Loxley? No, you said hey, they kept winning each week. And I go, dude, they, oh, Tucker, they not, sh- Loxley. not Loxley. Oh, I'm sorry. Look I'm at sorry. you, you racist yeah. son of a bitch. <laughs> did I say like, I meant Mel Tucker. Yes. <laughs> um, uh, look, the reality is this is, is they had a bad half. <laughs> <laughs> no, they really got waxed by really Purdue too. Half. I was all over that when Purdue. Yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah. I agree. But they still won a lot of games. Yeah. But sometimes, I mean, that happens sometimes. I mean, shit, didn't Butch Jones Dan do that Tony, at Tennessee? Dan Tony would never have a pass defense ranked in like the one twenties or, or I think at one point Michigan state was dead last in pass defense last year. Still oh, I'm saying, I'm saying, yeah, all I'm saying anomaly. is this Ohio state seems loaded and they get Michigan in, in, in uh, Columbus. So where is the tough game? Is that Penn state and at Michigan state, I think are the two we circle Yeah, Penn for, state for them to, to, gives them to, to, to potentially get upset. Yeah. Right. So I, I do think it's better than Tennessee LSU because I also think from a national point of view, Ohio State, you know, has kind of been running the Big Ten. Even last year was that their first year in a while not playing in the Big Ten championship. So and, all I'm and, saying is this could be blowout city. Well, same with Tennessee LSU. 
Shit. Um, well, really. You said the score the last time Tennessee went to Baton Rouge, they got their ass whooped. It was 30 to 10. I mean, it wasn't, I mean, it what? wasn't close, but not 49, nothing at halftime. Okay. But I can tell you this, Ohio state has lost in East Lansing uh, in the, in the, in the past decade. No, you know, they haven't. I'm looking at it right now. What year did they get them? Ohio state hasn't lost in East Lansing since 1999. Wait, I thought Woo. Michigan state got them though. The, uh, they get them in Columbus with in Columbus, like three different times. Damn. Wow. But, That's crazy. Uh, and they got them in a neutral site uh, in the Lucas Oil Stadium. But wait, Ohio that State was Michigan, when Michigan State went to the that the was playoffs. leaders and legends uh, era. I think twenty thirteen. <sighs> horrible. But uh, oh yeah, that's right. And then they got waxed by Bama in the uh, opening yeah, round. That's right. But last five games, I mean, six straight wins for uh, one, two, three, four, five, six. Yeah, six straight wins for Ohio State. Last five games, 45, 20, 24, 40, and 49. <laughs> Hasn't really been that close, but maybe Michigan State figures it out. I'll still take my chances on like that game being better than Tennessee LSU. I because mm. I still th- I think LSU is gonna wax Tennessee. I think LSU is really? gonna be a lot better than people think. Wow. Th- dude, have you seen who they landed in the transfer portal? I think LSU. Uh, hey, how about how about we make an early bet? My game has a closer point spread than yours. Or uh, I'm sorry, not spread like you know, before outcome, the game. Outcome, right? Yes, exactly. Okay, I'll take that Pepsi challenge right. on that. You're no. right. It's, a, it's called a bourbon challenge where I'm uh, from. <laughs> Patty, see you on the clock. Talk about a neutral site game. I find this mildly entertaining. I wish it was played outside, but I think it, in fact, the fact that it isn't played outside takes away a lot from it. But there's something about Notre Dame and BYU playing in Sin City. That's got some fun. <laughs> that is pretty funny. Uh, that is pretty funny. <laughs> I mean, d- th- these guys are gonna go. Why out. are they playing this in Vegas, though? Come on, it is funny though. It is funny. Like <laughs> I know, get your point. The, they're, they're, after the game, it's gonna be a debauchery city for both <laughs> these. They're gonna put their schools to shame. Half the players are gonna get suspended, <laughs> but it's gonna be glorious. Uh, Plus, it's like this. Sh- this almost should who, be a rivalry. Who's gonna win? Yeah, it should. Especially yeah. with both of them. Well, I guess BYU is joining the Big Ten, Big Twelve, but I mean, uh, as independents, I feel like they should have been playing every year. But uh, yeah, who wins it? I mean, mileage advantage certainly in uh, BYU's favor here. Expect maybe a little bit of a home crowd there for them. I don't know. I mean, if they go to Vegas, I think both. I think both fans are going to travel for this. Yeah, yeah it definitely. should probably be a pretty even. Actually, I think Vegas has a. Isn't Bryce Harper from Vegas? Isn't he Mormon? Yeah, I feel like they have a, a bigger Mormon population than one thinks when you think of Vegas. I think Nevada yeah. at one point was part yeah. of like Utah, and so was a huge Mormon population there. But again, Sin City might be you know excluded from that. I wish they would play these games. I wish they would do a home and home because this is would a be fun fantastic. Game, yeah, it's a fun game. Catholic versus Mormons. I know my my church comment from earlier in the episode won't won't win me any favors for either school. <laughs> <laughs> If you're but, uh, a, a church lover, yeah. you gotta, you gotta, you know, take, take your lumps. Yeah. Go to Vegas. I'm a Catholic. Go to Come Vegas. On. All right. Go yeah, watch same here. Same here. Yeah. Yeah, I still go every once in a while. So. <laughs> go watch the game in Vegas. I'm no get longer a, a season ticket or get a But seriously, like this is two potential, like 10 plus win teams this year. Cause I think they both were last year. So why not again? So this is uh, two potential top 10 teams. I mean, these are two good teams. If it was so, on campus, it would have been my it would have been my number three game. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I want to look at uh, BYU's schedule, but I would think if 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 Notre Dame can pull out Oregon and somehow upset Ohio State and Columbus next year, then they are on the short list for you know a playoff spot. So yeah, it have could have some big implications too. It's a big game. I like it. I like it. NC Nick, you're on the clock. <laughs> Dude, I'm stuck taking SEC again. I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm an SEC homer, I guess, but <laughs> I'll take Arkansas at Mississippi State. Uh, yeah, look, Le- Leach is 0 2 versus Arkansas. The Pitmaster has had Leach's number. You know what it is? Is Barry Odom is very good with. Uh, I, w- I was watching some film. I want to say it was last year. He he's he's great because he drops. I think I think he drops eight or nine at times. Uh into the set. It's a pain in the ass for air raid teams. It, not only leech, I feel like anytime when he was at Missouri and when you play other air raid teams, he had great success. Yeah. Um, but th- dude, these games have been money. I mean, last year it was what? 31, 28 in Fayetteville where Arkansas scored the go ahead touchdown with like 20 seconds on the clock. And, and I want to th- say that was seven picks thrown by uh 
by uh what's his name? Will Rogers? Yeah, mm. one of those. Was that, games. was that year one? It might have been year one. It that was year, year one, one when okay. they lost yeah. 21-14 in Starkville, I think. And they got severely outgained that game. Yes. Like yeah. it, it <laughs> I might be talking out my ass, but I would feel like with the air raid uh, the the battle is like or the numbers battle, which is pretty much what the air raids based off of. So where's the numbers for us? Is in that three three lineman versus four lineman thing. And if you can confuse, you know, which one you're doing and basically show four and you know, tell them, hey, you got to pass against this and then drop one and then make it confusing for them, then yeah, may, maybe. Well, and I want to say Leach last year made adjustments from the first year and ran the ball a shit ton. Okay. Now they still didn't win, but it is an interesting chess match to yeah. watch. So, yeah. and one last tidbit here, Arkansas is coming off the Bama game the week before. And there is that crazy stat about, you know, teams the week after they play Bama, they have a very bad record. So body blows. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's on the road for Arkansas too. So Hail maybe, State. maybe Leach gets, <laughs> uh, gets, gets, you know, chalk one up for Leach against Pittman this time. Yeah. I can't wait to watch that one. I think it's played in the right spot. Uh, Hell state, Hell state. All right. <laughs> Friend of the program, Mike Leach. All right. Do I got to do this? This is Mike Leach, uh, head football coach at Mississippi state. And you're listening to SGPN. Let it ride. Let it ride. Oh, coach yeah. Leach. Uh, all right, here we go. Well, it's back to me and damn, if there's man, I mean, the question is, my thing is, I don't think Auburn's going to be good this year, so I'm going to punt on that game, <laughs> even though it's a decent rivalry. I'm glad you're leaving that one for me because I, I don't love think it's a game. great rivalry. I mean, I, I actually it is. You don't a, think it's a great rivalry? You're outside no, of your. I mind. was not trying to okay. say that. Okay. okay, okay, but I, I will say I think Georgia's destroyed them of of late. I just like yelling at you. Yeah. Sir. Uh-uh. Um, but I do think Auburn's going to be in last place in the SEC West this year, and I think Brian Harson will be fired probably by the time this game's played. You might be right. Um, and or this could be the game that does it. Yeah. A bad blowout here. So I'm going to take you to the Rose bowl okay. where I think it's one of the, look, Utah, everyone's talking Lincoln Riley where I think Utah and UCLA are the top two teams that can dethrone Lincoln Riley in year one. And I think this might be a gigantic game for old Kyle Whittingham and chip Kelly going on in the Rose bowl. Utah at UCLA. Nick, your thoughts? No, uh, actually, I had both these games five and six, so I could have won either way here. Uh, Utah won by twenty last year in Salt Lake City, and uh, they've they've kind of had the Bruins number of late winners of five straight, and the games haven't even been all that close. I think I want to say though, Dorian Dorian Thompson Robinson missed the game last year. Yeah, okay, you might be right. Um, So last year was a twenty point win. But the uh, the other three in a forty six point win a th- and two thirty one point win. So oh. you don't think of Utah as like a team with like a, a powerhouse offense, like blowing out opponents. But they've had UCLA's number big time. No, but the, in the Pac twelve, do they have dealt some ass whoopings? All yeah. like if especially if you play in Salt Lake City. Right. Let me tell you about Kyle Whittingham. He's the most underrated coach. I see people release these coach rankings, and I'm sorry. Yeah. To, I don't know how anyone has Ryan Day. Who I think is a solid coach. I think he's a good coach over Kyle Whittingham. Yeah. It, Kyle Whittingham, it, not only is his teams normally always super prepared, they're great at special teams. They always have a good kicker, a good punter. They block punts. They have good good kick returner, Britton, Britton yeah. Covey. I feel like they're always yeah. ahead of the curve. When you get to yeah. that third element of the game and you're dominating there and you're still good in the other ones, that is a good sign. You know that you're preparing well. Well, let's face it. When most people, you know, the lamestream media does these polls, they're just taking the biggest schools that mo- that make the playoffs the most times, and that's why Ryan. Day, I mean, like Ryan Day's done a good job at, at Ohio State. That's yeah. why he's up no. There, I'm not trying to shit on him. I'm just trying to say that, like, I hear it, it's I'm, crazy. I'm trying to shit on the people making the rankings. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, Kyle Whittingham, by the way, one and zero against Nick Saban. Do I got to throw that in? <laughs> just saying. Just All saying. right, and he was in the fucking Mountain West then. All right. <laughs> And Julio Jones was on Nick Saban's team. All right. So put that in your pipe and smoke it, Patty C. All right. Uh you're on the clock, well, buddy. Let me say this too. What's that? Uh Utah, do we feel like they are now like a cultural, not not a cultural fit, because I guess they always kind of were, but do we feel like they're they're officially like part of the pack 
12 yeah. now. Yeah. It doesn't feel weird to like include no. them anymore. They, that always, they always fit. Yeah. Well, I to think me, even when they weren't even in it, I, when they were talking about it, I was like, Oh, that makes sense. Well, yeah, yeah, to me too. But right now it finally feels like, okay, they won the division. They won the conference. They've won it. I think a few times, right? I don't know that they've, or they've at least it. been in the, the games a bunch of times. Right? Yeah. They've been yeah. close, you know, but now they're there and it's like, Hey, dude, Utah, they have a better record against USC than I feel like the rest of the fucking pac 12. Like I mean, in, the, in the past 10 years since they've entered, I bet you, you throw it up. At, uh, maybe Oregon would be the only one that would have a better record against USC. Yeah. They're balling. I mean, the fact that he's uh, a pick of a, in uh, Gainesville right now, you gotta be happy if you're a, uh, a Gators, I mean, uh, uh, a Utes fan. Yeah. yeah. Like dude, like rewind 10 years ago and, and, and tell me like, Hey, 10 years in the future, Utah is going to go into Florida and it's going to be a pick them. Yeah. <laughs> That's exactly. a good point. It's a very <laughs> good point. All right. Patty C. <laughs> Again, it's already been mentioned, and you may be right. This is the second week in a row that you know Georgia. I'm picking them. Granted, last week it was down at pick 27. This week, uh, pick eight here. I think TMZ Pat. TMZ Pat. No, look, Auburn Georgia is an amazing deep South's oldest rivalry. Let's point out that the the, the South oldest rivalry in general is Virginia versus North Carolina. So uh, <laughs> you, had, you had to make it the deep South oldest rivalry here to be, to be relevant, <laughs> but um, it is a great one. These two teams to me are like mirror images. These are basically the running back use of the world. Obviously Alabama's entered that fold, but uh, what have I told you in the past seven years, Auburn's only won one game. It's not that surprising. And Five what a, in a row by Georgia. But lo, let me read you these scores. 34-10, 27-6. Okay, you got 21-14, you got one one score game, but then 27 10, 28-7, 40 to 17, 13-7. So you have like what, two one score games in the past uh what, seven years? Mm, they have been whooping them. This is Georgia's most played rival by a, a minute, um, 118. They've only played Georgia 110 times. So, uh, this is only. dude. Yeah. Ever since <laughs> 2006, Georgia has dominated this fucking rivalry. And when you consider that, uh, the, the prayer at Jordan Hare was one of those wins, like, which that's was true. That's one of the one luckiest of the, that's games. One of the hilarious endings of all time. Yeah. I mean, uh, yeah. Auburn needs to get it figured out. It seems like they were so like right there for a while. And then they've, they are the one of the ones that fell off. When will they recover? I want to see Urban Meyer at Auburn. Nothing would make me happier. Nothing it's going to be Hugh Freeze, buddy, which is the next closest thing. Yeah. All right. <laughs> so be happy. Unless Art Bryles gets in the mix, right. you should be good. There's going to be some yeah. kind of sexual misconduct that's associated there, but <laughs> anyway. sweep it under the rug. Sweep <laughs> it under the rug. <laughs> Just to compete with Alabama, anything's worth it. Yeah. Uh, all right, you know, I mean, I, it's played in the right spot. I just think this year, Utah, UCLA is going to be more important. And I, cause I, I was about to play it, but I said, I think Auburn, honestly, I think Auburn's going to be pretty shitty this year. So, but you're going to tune in for the first quarter of this game. The oh, of atmosphere, course. Of course. I love this game. I mean, that's as what I'm long saying. As this you're not game playing it in a wrong spot. Yeah. I'm just saying, I think Utah at UCLA will be more important this year. You're probably right. And, and that's why I would be more willing to watch Utah and a UCLA. Closer game. Yeah. And a closer yeah. game. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Nick, what do you think of Auburn, Georgia? Yeah, I mean, I don't have a whole lot more to add. I, I agree with you guys. It is played at the right spot. If Harrison is still there at this point in the season, here's your job, Harson, buddy, Harson, Harson, Harrison, Harston, Harston. I was like Harston. Who the fuck is he? T- Nolan Harrison? Garrison Hurst. <laughs> yeah, Garrison Hurst. <laughs> he played in this he game played for Georgia. Yeah, he played in this game. Nice, nice job there. There you go. Uh, <laughs> but hey, if, if he wants to save his job. Here's a big opportunity. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a good point. That's Absolutely. a very good point. Uh, all right.